You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday evening, time for American Winer on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? My guest tonight, joining me from uh, the Ann Arbor area, Washtenaw County, we have Anthony Shakeshaft, who uh, just told me his last name uh, just before the show, and that is very intriguing. It's related to Shakespeare, so right away we're, we're off to a good start with the with the the topics that I didn't know about before uh, before uh, I sent you the questions and everything. So, uh, how are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. Could you come in and talk? You want to sure. be about a fist away from the mic? Yes. There you go. Yes. And then uh, and then we also have with us a surprise guest that uh, I didn't. Uh, and it's so funny because you were there when I asked Anthony if he'd be interested in coming on. I and uh, your name is uh, Lediana Caressi. Yes. And I got that right. And and you said uh, you, you gave a, a clever little trick to remember your your uh, last name, Caress Me. Yes. So I got it right off off the bat there. Um, so uh, you two work at Treasure Mart in Ann Arbor. Um, we're going to talk about that. That's how I. That's how this came about. I was sure. buying a painting or something, whatever. It was one of the things that I buy there, and uh, and we got to talking. And I was like, I've always wanted somebody from this this shop on my show because it's such an interesting place. And then you guys, just from talking to you before the show, Anthony, you're British, Lediana, you're Albanian. So you guys have very interesting backgrounds as well. So. Yes. We're not born in the USA. No. Yes. Yes. I, I was born in, <laughs> I was born in England, um, but I live here now. Well, we're going to go, uh, we'll, we'll start off with you, Anthony. Um, sure. And uh, I always, and you just answered the question, but uh, my first question is always, where were you born? You said you're born in, in England. So. I was. I was born up north near Manchester, a place called Little Lever, which is outside of Bolton. And Little Lever, interestingly, you know, Lever Brothers, the the chemical company. Mm-hmm. It was started by a guy in Bolton who lived in a terraced house and he used to sell blocks of soap in the 1800s and he became Lord Leverhulme, hence the company became Lever Brothers. Huh. Interesting. I could be making this up. Interesting anecdote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Lediana's name is Princess, by the way. I just wanted to share that with everybody. Thank you. Princess? Oh, Mermaid Princess, yes. Mermaid Princess. She calls me queen, <laughs> and it's not in the Freddie Mercury sense either. No, it's exactly in that sense. Oh, okay. So. Yes. Alrighty then. All right. Um, so uh, you grew up in uh, in what was it? Little Little Levy is what it's little called. Little Leva. Little Leva. Yeah, like a Leva. And like, did you spend your whole childhood there? I did. I left home. Well, my childhood. All my childhood was there in in, in the village. Um, we moved around a little bit within the village. Um, um, when I was 19, I moved to London to pursue a career in nursing. I became a trained nurse really? in England. Yes. Okay. So I lived in London for about 15 years, give or take. All right. What, uh, what did your parents do for a living when you were growing up? Uh, dad was a HGV lorry driver. So long distance lorry driver, but in Britain, it's not long distance compared to here, clearly, but it was long distance. And mum was a housewife. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and what were you into as a kid? Like, what were your hobbies and interests? Um, well, I, I'm a strange older adult, and I was kind of, I suppose, a strange child, really. Um, just not regular from the village where I'm from. Um, 
I used to like organize expeditions down the canal. I used to, you know, we used to play out a lot. It was in the sort of seventies. Uh, we'd we'd play out a lot. There was always gangs and I don't know playing cricket or whatever or rounders. We, you know, a big thing at home is bonfire night. So we would build bonfires. So bonfire night is November the fifth. It's to celebrate the fact that. They captured Guy Fawkes before he, before he blew up Parliament. Remember, remember the 5th of 5th November. Of November. Yeah. So what you would do is you'd make a guy, like a Guy Fawkes. He was made out of clothes and paper, and you would hang outside the local pub and wait for the patrons, the drunken patrons, to come out, and you'd say, penny for the guy, and they'd give you money. So we were collecting wood, and we were also collecting money for fireworks and stuff. Um, but what was I into? That's, I, you know, I've always been a gardener. For some weird reason, my grandmother let me take over a garden and I did gardening even at the age of 10. Um, did a little bit of art stuff. And of course, you know, in Britain, it's much smaller. So we had like Radio One, um, was a big deal on a Sunday night because they did the top 20, um, records. And I used to tape the records off the radio, you know, with a cassette player and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what kind of a student were you? Well, I went to um, a school called George Tomlinson's, which I do pretend in England is quite posh, um, but it's just a regular school up north. And uh, I was deemed as okay, pretty bright. I I was the sort of annoying kid that always put the homework in on time and, you know, um, I don't know, pretty needy, I suppose. So... Um, yeah, I, I was quite the conformist at school, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it, what I liked about school is it gave a lot of – I liked the stability. I liked the routine of knowing where you were going to be on a Tuesday morning, um, at, you know, whether it was English or whatever. So, And then you said at the age of 19 you moved down to London to be a nurse. So I did. How did that happen and why did you pick nursing? Well, I originally um, was accepted to university to become a teacher and um, I I went to Bolton Library, um, which is this huge library. It's a beautiful building, the town hall. Interestingly, I just want to say hi to our daughter, Nadia. She's actually in charge of events over there at um, Bolton Town Hall. But anyway, at the back of the town hall is a library. And I, and, and I just remember somebody mentioning nursing to me. And back in the day, which is in 1982, I think I started applying um, to go to nursing school. I found out that you could go to nursing school. And, and, and although it was degree level, if you will, or you could convert to de- degree level, they give you housing and they also give you a salary every month. So you got subsidized housing. You could live in London and you got a salary. My first wage for a month was 194 pounds, 73 pence. And I spent. 97 pounds or 93 pounds and save the rest. All right. So that's why I did it. But there was also vocation involved as well. It wasn't, you know, let's get to London. Okay. Um, Jumping ahead a little bit, I'm sure. But when did you come to the U.S. then? Uh, The first time I came to the U.S. was in 19... I want to say 1992 or it was 93. Um, I met my spouse in London and I came over, it was Easter time and this is no joke. 
my spouse was living in a rented apartment outside of Ann Arbor and it had a quad in the middle and I remember waking up and opening the curtains and there was a six foot six rabbit hiding eggs for the children because <laughs> it was Easter time. That's so, so that was scary. No, it was that, that but it's it's the out. truth though. Honestly, was it one of those it terrifying like, Easter bunnies? You know, no, I tell you, it was a bit like being in Steel Magnolias. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie where the Easter bunny is at the end and she's having a baby. I'm just a little older than you guys. <laughs> oh, just I've seen it. It's a great – but anyway. So, yeah, that's when I first came and my spouse um, thought sh- – uh, my spouse would come over. He's called Tom, by the way. Um, he's on a plane as we speak going over to England to see our daughter who works near Bolton Library that, you know. So um, what happened was I used to come quite regularly from England and then we would travel a, a bit of, around Europe and we kept this long-distance relationship going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that you said that was 92 was when you first yes. came here? Yes. So you, you kind of – it sounds like you've moved back and forth over the years then. Well, I was here for a while because the plan was I was going to um, do my nursing exams here and then go home and apply for a job locally so we could be together. Um, but unfortunately, my sister passed mm-hmm. away. And left Tom and I a little baby, hence our daughter. She was two. Oh. So I flew home to raise her in England and Tom and I and Nadia now, because we were three family, we, 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 we traveled across the pond quite a bit. He came a lot more, especially when she was in school. We would always come for Halloween. So she's been doing Halloween here, our daughter, since she was 18 months. No, two years old. So really, yeah. Just Halloween, like that was the one thing that's like we have to be in America for Halloween. Well, it, it was partly that, but it was also to break up the separations because, you know, you get spring break at university and then you get Christmas and then um, the summer holidays. Fortunately, my spouse's, Tom's uh, discipline means he had to do a lot of research in England anyway because he's an English professor. Mm. Um, so it broke up from September through to Christmas it was perfectly placed for us to be here for Halloween. Uh, and are you still a nurse then? No. Um, I let my British uh, nursing license lapse two years ago, I think. Okay. And you just you just moved on to other things? or you, you? Well, it was a surprise because what happened was I was here on holiday. Nadia was at university. So we dropped her off at university, waved her off, and I drove straight to the airport and came to be with Tom. And they changed the law for four hours in 2015. I happened to be here on a holiday. And uh, the rest, they say, is history. But we were the second couple. We were the first gay male couple. There was uh, some great uh, – a couple a couple of lesbians were number one couple. We got married during the four-hour Sort of amnesty, if you will. I remember that. Yes. yes. No kidding. Yes. Really. Yes. And it was pretty incredible. It changed, changed our life. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was in the newspaper, like the Ann Arbor newspaper. Oh, <gasps> my God. <laughs> and keep it. Yeah. <laughs> we were. I mean, it wasn't that we were. I mean, it was just a big deal at the time. It yeah. was before, you know, it was. And you got a letter from Barack Obama. Yes. It's just so cool. I usually yes. not say that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me about that. Like, like I mean, are you cool sharing that story of like? You, oh you, no, you, sure. But like, because um, that's than he is. I think I don't know. 
No, so 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 what happened was Tom Tom is older than I, and um, you know he he obviously knew America, right? He knows America, he knows the Midwest, and he always said it would never happen in his lifetime. Well, it did happen. And it, and it just blew me away, really, the fact that they changed the law. And I'm just going to say something, and it's not morbid. It just happens to be the truth. When um, – and it's getting a bit serious now. But when we got married, it was a Saturday. It was the 22nd of March. I believe it was 2014, but it might be 13. I can't remember exactly because so much has happened. But it was the, on the anniversary of my sister's passing. Really? So it was very, very emotional. I kept looking skyward, heaven, you know, heavenly woods, thinking, my God, I absolutely cannot believe that this is happening now, especially since our Nadia was at university and I just happened to be here on holiday. So anyway, one day I was thinking about American politics. I'm not particularly political or whatever, but I thought, you know, when you're in a, in a different land, we speak the same language, but boy is everything completely different. Mm. And I just thought I'm going to write to that man, Barack Obama, and say thank you very much because he changed our life. He wouldn't know he was changing our lives, but he really did. I mean, it wasn't the fact that it, we, we've been married many times, by the way, to the same person, me and him, because each time there was a different change in the law in Britain or here or whatever, you know, dual power of attorney. Um, we... We've been married a, a few times, but what I'm trying to say is I just thought this guy has no idea wh- how how he changed our lives. And it was important for us federally because there was no visa for me. You know, even our family and friends here in America, they thought, oh, you can just come over and blow it. Well, you can't. You couldn't do that. In fact, they could take you – the feds, the federal agents could take you in an office and you could be sent back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I first started coming over, I used to say I'm, you know, I'm seeing friends or, I mean, I had a job and I never worked here, um, when I was here on a tourist visa or anything like that. But it was really tough because here you are in love with somebody and you can't be together, but we just accepted it, especially while we were raising Nadia anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm going to write to Barack Obama and do it, Barack Obama and tell this guy how amazing I think he is and what a hard job he's got because I was a little bit more aware then of the political system and how it, how things are come, come together here. And then one day we'd been gardening at the community garden, got back and there was this orange envelope on the porch swing and it was a letter from Barack and I, Really, really treasure that. And what what did he say? If you don't mind me asking, he was just like, um, no, it's like hidden away in a cupboard. But it, it was just like, you know, thanks very much for writing. You know, it was just a, it was just about equality, and um, he said that he something that struck in my mind was he works tirelessly for all Americans. He said, you know, it wasn't just like one particular group or something, and it was signed, you know, so. Well, and then it was just one or two years later that the the Supreme Court ruled, and it became. It was the year locked. after, yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah, was, so that was twenty fifteen, summer yeah. twenty fifteen. Yeah, so it was the year after, which was great. I mean, you know, it was heartbreaking. I mean, I was lucky; I just happened to be here. And the reason why we heard the courthouse was open was we were looking after our grandchild because we've got three children, two boys in America and um, our daughter in England, and our grandchild was sick in the evening. 
uh, in the nighttime, he like woke up at um, one o'clock and he wasn't feeling very well. So Thomas, as you do, went for his computer and he just noticed that the courthouse was going to be open for um, same-sex marriages on a Saturday. And so you're like, we're And we're that's going. how we did it, yeah. yeah. But of course, after four hours, um, <laughs> was it shooty? Bill Shooty. Yeah, Attorney General. They, yeah, they, so they, been, oh, yeah. They, they changed it. Mm. So then we drove to Chicago to get married again. <laughs> and as we were in Chicago on the Friday, we heard on the news that um, Barack Obama, his Attorney General, I forget his name, said they would accept it. So yeah. I can't remember if it was Loretta Lynch at that point or not. She was the one who – she had like the last two years. But I don't know if she was Attorney General in 2015. That might have been Eric Holder still. I think it was a chap. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. So. Anyway. Well, thank you for that, Ladiana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really Princess Mermaid. You know, wait, you... wait till you're talking. <laughs> well, we're going to get to you in a second here. Uh, but um, I just, I mean, because that's really interesting to hear you talk about that after, you know, I mean, 20, 25 years pretty much of, of going through that. And then the, it's the law now. And, you know, the, the, the goal is to have, you know, kids that grow up not even thinking about it to where it's not even, a, you know, a, a, an issue. It's just like, oh, yeah, we can get married, it's, you know, no, no matter who we are. So it's, it's really interesting that, to see that, that perspective of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's a pity I, our daughter should have phoned him from England. That would have been fun. But, I mean, to, you know, we've raised Nadia. We've, got, like I said, we've got two boys. We have our grandchild every other Saturday. He's seventeen now, um, and you know, I don't want to say it's the. It's like the least interesting thing. Who cares if we? You know, it's no at home in England. It's like nobody cares. Okay, great, you're gay or whatever, or you got married or you raised a kid. It's it, it's no big deal. And I'm not saying there aren't issues and problems over there. But I just think it's really odd to me that, you know, who cares? That it's still an issue over here, you mean? Well, maybe it is. Maybe I'm sure it is for some people just because of religion. And, you know, and I I understand that. But what you've got to understand is I'm from straight parents. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad were a love match and my mother's mom and dad were a love match and my nana and granddad shakeshaft, you know, these are people that went to war or, you know, hardworking f- people is what you say in America. It doesn't matter, it, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Oh, the only thing that I get concerned about here is because I used to think, why was I never born in America, right? I know this is a crazy thing, but I don't think I would have coped necessarily with some of the high school experiences here in america mm-hmm. oh boy is it tough yeah you know and then one thing that i did do to try and give back i went to the roof ellis center here in detroit which um and i may get this story wrong and if you're from the roof ellis center and i say something wrong i apologize but i believe it was this lady i think she was a lesbian in the 50s or the 60s she opened a house to everybody and this is a resource here in detroit the roof ellis center for people that you know are kicked out from the by, by their families or you know there's a resource where they can where people can belong and the thing is you know i was never kicked out for being gay even when i came out if you want to use that phrase you know i didn't come out and expect anything to sorry come <laughs> back okay. to me i just came out and i thought i don't care what you think because i'm not looking for approval mm-hmm. there's no approval needed at home 
Yeah, that's. I mean, like my brother's gay. My young, my younger brother is gay, and uh, and and so that's. I mean, we didn't have any issue with that in our family, but I mean, you know, just just in the area, it's it really depends. You know, I mean, there's some areas that are really conservative in Michigan, sure. and then there's Ann Arbor. You know, <laughs> so it really depends. Yeah, but um, anyway. But anyway, thank you for sharing no, that. No, you're welcome. Uh, um, and uh, I want to talk about Treasure Mart, but uh, before we get into that. Princess time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Lidiana, I didn't know that you were coming. I'm glad that you did. Um, yeah, because like I, I said, too. you were in, I, I was at Treasure Mart and I talked to both of you. And I think yeah. I asked you if you wanted to come on and you said no. Yeah, and then, I and probably then, did say no. But here you are. <laughs> so you, tell us about yourself. Where, where were you born? And uh, um, So I was born in Albania in the capital, Tirana. Um, my mom is from there. My dad is from – it's funny because my mom is from, like, the city. And then my dad is from, like, a village. And he had, like, you know, goats and chickens and they had a farm. And he's one of, you know, like, seven brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, I came here – we came here when I was two. There was, um, there was like, a civil war going on um, in Albania because um, of a pyramid scheme. Like every basically um, the government was corrupt and the people put their money. They trusted the government with their money and the government was like pissed that away. Yeah, pretty much. So everyone got really angry and started basically what was a civil war. And my parents were like, yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so um, it, it's interesting because my parents actually the um, the way we got here is um, we applied for that um, diversity visa lottery thing. Um, and my dad didn't win it, but my mom did. And so that's how we got, you know, access to come here. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. And it's like it's something like 0.7% chance of winning that, you know? So it's really crazy. Um, comma. But, yeah. Uh, Good well, comma. Yeah. You said you were two when you, when you came here. I was then? two, almost three years. So you don't have any memory of it. I don't have then. any memory of it. I, we went when I was in like sixth grade, so I was like maybe eleven or twelve, um, and it was really weird because we pulled up to what was our old house, I guess, and like my whole family started crying, and I was like, I don't know where we are. <laughs> are you? You're not an only child then. So no, I have a sister. Sister. Okay. Yeah. How much older is she? She's seven years older. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. What uh, did you move right to Ann Arbor? Or did oh you... no, we uh, my parents. Well, we stayed in a in a. There's an Albanian church in uh, Taylor, Michigan. We stayed there for like a couple months, just until my parents found jobs here, and they started working at the airport. And then we moved to an apartment, and then um, my parents just worked like their asses off, mm -hmm. um, and saved a bunch of money. And then we they eventually. Um, my dad like built our first house. He like was able to hire people to do it, um, so that was really cool. And then, yeah. And so then you guys settled down. And, yeah. And, and how old were you when that when that happened? They built um, the house and all that. When we moved into the like our first house. Yeah, yeah. You said um, they built the dad built nine. his own house. Probably. You said I honestly, been in the house for like 15 years. Yeah. Well, we lived in two houses. Oh, I didn't realize. Like, we li like my dad built that house and we lived there for a few years and then he built another house, which is where, we're, where we live now. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all just a blur. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, like what were you interested in as, as all this stuff was going on? I mean, like, what was your childhood like from, you know, your perspective? You... Well, I – it's – 
I don't know, when I was really young, like, so my parents had to work a lot. So I was like stuck with my sister or if my sister was doing something, I was like, just had a lot of time to myself. Um, so I would like, my mom would buy me a lot of like toys and like video games and stuff to occupy my time with because she couldn't be there with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that, and even now when I talk to her about it, she's like, I wish I could have been around you guys more, but you know, we had to make money. Um, and you said they they worked at the airport. They worked at the airport at first. Um, and it, it's funny because in Albania, my mom was an architect, and my dad was um, in the military. He was a pilot, and he he first started flying like jets when he was like seventeen years old. And I don't know. That's really it's just really cool to me. Um, but then we moved here. They started at the airport, and now they have their own cleaning business. Which is cool. Hardworking Americans. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah they are. Seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think my mom, she just wanted me to have something to do. So she just, I, I was kind of a tomboy too. I played like, I, I wasn't on, on any sports teams, but I played a lot of sports and I played video games a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And did you, you said you, you moved to Taylor first. That was yes. where you came and there was the church. Yeah. And then where were you at when you guys moved and got the houses and all that? Still Taylor. Still Same Taylor. Place, so yeah. that's where you're still there to this day then. Well, my parents live there, um, but I'm moving in with my sister in Belleville. Oh, Belleville. Okay. Yeah. I love Belleville. I used to live in uh, Ypsilanti, which is right down there. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, I like Ypsilanti like as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so uh, what kind of a student were you? What kind of a student was I? Um it's funny because I always got, like, on my report cards, I would, I would always get, like, she's not living up to her potential, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's funny because I, I think, like, three or four of my teachers ended up telling me that. And I was just like, oh, oh man, okay. She's super smart. Is, are you? I, th- are you? I <laughs> think so, yeah. But she's a little, can I say lazy? Yeah. No, I, measured, paced. Why am that's I a nicer way. You? That's a nicer way to Why say am I talking for you? I don't think I'm lazy. I just think that I don't really know... I don't know. You don't know what you want to do? Or yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, how old are you? 24. 24. You don't need to know right now. Oh, thank yeah. you so much yeah. for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you? Uh, did you go to college at all? Or are you, I'm in college now. Yeah, I go to Schoolcraft. Schoolcraft? I went to Schoolcraft. Oh, cool. Yeah, good choice. Do you yeah. have uh, James Nissen or Jim Rexis or any of those guys? I don't think so. What do they teach? Uh, Nissen is – I don't know if he's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Rexis definitely is. Rexis is geology. He was the very first college class I ever took, and he was the second best professor. I, I ever had. Nissen was the best one. He taught humanities, so like art history. Oh yeah, and, I think uh, I I almost took his class. He was yeah. excellent. He was he was cool. so engaging, and he uh, was the conductor for the um, uh, an orchestra at U of M. I don't know if it was the U of M. It might have been Dearborn, but mm-hmm. I do know that that was his other job. Is he was a conductor yeah. of an orchestra? That's cool. Um, but the uh, school's pretty good. Like the professors are all really cool. I like it. I like it a lot. What do you yeah. think you want to do? Like, what are your Interest. Well, right now I'm taking. Um, God, why is my mind blinking? Why don't you tell them what you're going to take? Okay, I'm take. I'm going to take um, in the fall French and this um, this like myth and religion class. They like talk Wiccan. about witchcraft and stuff oh, like Wiccan. that. Wiccan, yeah. yeah. she's yeah. a mermaid. She's yeah. got to, right? <laughs> I gotta ask, how did that come about? The princess mermaid thing. Where well, she's a from? princess because she's clearly a princess, and a hair, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have longer hair. He called me. Yeah, it's not a great story, Alex. You (laughs) (laughs) You were doing so well. You kept bringing it up, so I was like, I gotta know. No, no, no. It's just because we're in a world. No, he calls me a princess because I'm always five minutes late to work, and I just stroll in, like. Uh, Yeah. Yes, you do. And I assume you two met at Treasure Mart? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she's like, um, you know, she's obviously my co-worker and friend. And obviously I'm a lot older. So I feel a bit parental in a non-patronizing way. So she's friend slash colleague plus not child because, you know, I have a daughter. But she's she's, she's a really like good friend. Her. And it's funny. She, I don't know what it's like in Albania. But – she will not know this, but she has a lot of open European ideas, even though she's been raised here mm-hmm. and, you know, schooled here. She, she, she's more European than she would know, I, I would think. So who's been at Treasure Mart longer then? He's, I think you've been at Treasure Mart longer, really? like a couple months. How long have you been there? Three Since years? July 2016. Right. So I've been there about three years. Is that right? We both have. Yeah. 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 About, about three years. And we worked the register, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask Anthony first, how did you end up working there? Well, I used to shop there a couple of times a week. I would drive in and can we say hello to all the staff? But what if we <laughs> miss somebody out? So there's Elaine and Carl that own it. So, and Elaine and Carl, Elaine's mum started it in 1960. Uh, and then there's Madhu. Hi, Madhu. <laughs> and, um, Karen, Karen, and then there's Pam and Linda. We're going to get Linda. so much so much trouble <laughs> if we forget somebody. L- Pam, Linda, Pam, Linda, and Iris, Iris. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the front desk, there's Lois, Lois, uh, Swoozy. Hi, Swoozy. And um, of course, Terry. Terry. Yeah. We can't forget she just Terry. Started there. Terry's really cool. Yeah. Well, they're all, everybody's really cool. Terry yeah. and uh, myself, Lediana, and oh, Martha. Mm-hmm. And there was Tim, but Tim's not the. So I think we. And then we got to just send out some love. So there are some. There are guys there that are. They're not porters. I, if I'm feeling particularly British, I might ask for porter assistance. But they, you know, they do the heavy lifting mm-hmm. and they deliver and pick up stuff. So there's Greg. And there's uh, wait wait a minute I did this oh. wrong. So there's Steve, mm-hmm. there's uh, JP, mm-hmm. Carlos, Carlos, uh, Grayson, um, Mark. Marcus, and then Greg. We got to send a special little helping of <laughs> happiness to Greg yes. if he's going to listen to this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So no. So so that's everybody. So that's <laughs> the. I think I think that's a, I. Yeah, I just know we've missed somebody off in the office. Ham, Iris, Madhu. Karen, we said Karen, Karen. right? Okay. If there's any, if it comes into my head, really a really great team, and you need a good team because, you know, it's basically selling things mm-hmm. and displaying things, selling it or bringing stuff in, displaying it, selling it, and sending it out. Mm-hmm. It it can be it, it, it's busy. So mm-hmm. big up to Carl and Elaine because they're also business owners, and they, in my British eye, they work incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you said you'd 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 uh, been shopping there. You'd go there. Oh yeah, yeah. I got really sidetracked. Side <laughs> so so yeah, I was shopping there, and the, there's a guy there called Steve, and um, I always spoke quite a bit to Steve. He again is is um, very bright, um, really interested in economics, thinks very differently than I do, and I think he recommended me. 
And I spent the first six months walking around saying to him, you know, it's your fault I'm here. <laughs> it's your bloody fault. It's your effing fault. And, and Depending you, on the the level of comedy going on. So. Well, so and you just you work behind the counter and you sell things basically. That's what you do. That's that's the, what the job entails. Yeah, I mean, we work. I mean, we work the register, but we. I mean, I don't know if anybody, everybody knows Treasure Month. I mean, I don't know if we're going to preempt some we'll of your questions. We'll get into questions. the history of it. Right. I wanted to figure but, out But, yeah, I mean, we do, it's, it's customer service. You know, Treasure Mart is an incredibly interesting place. If it was a place in a state, it'd be like Sedona, you know what I mean, Arizona, where all these ley lines cross because you've got an interesting group of people working together with interesting things and – more importantly, really interesting customers, mm-hmm. not just from Michigan, but everywhere. people travel everywhere, don't mm-hmm. they? Even internationally. We've had yeah. like famous, I don't know, French DJs in and stuff. I don't know yeah. who he was, but, but they yeah. were traveling American and people, you know, know Treasure Mart. So it's just a very interesting place. And what about you, Ladiana? How'd you end up there? Well, I I had been going there with my sister for like, I don't know, maybe a year and I needed a summer job and they they had this sign that said like cashiers, you know, needed and I went into the office and I was like, hi, can I have an application? And I think I got hired like the next day. Like she just called all of my references and she was like, oh, hey, you're hired. And I was like, cool. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It was pretty fast. It happened really fast. Well, so Anthony, you said that the... Uh it was founded in 1960 by yes. Elaine's mother. Yes. What, what do you guys know about the history of it and like how it came about? Are you are you familiar with that or? Yeah, I mean, it. So I think in the 1800s it was a lumber mill at first, and then what happened after that? It was just like empty for a while, and then Elaine's mom Damaris Cash bought it. She wanted to open a consignment store, and she did it. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. And- I believe her husband had a clothes store. Oh, I didn't know that. Where, um, opposite Zingerman's. Oh, okay. So there was a clothes yeah, yeah, store. Yeah. So I think street, even, yeah. I feel a bit embarrassed that we don't know, like, the, know the, more, the whole history. I, I think for me, the fact is, I mean, clearly Elaine's mom and dad were before their time, if you will, mm-hmm. by setting this up in 1960. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was like a couple of businesses. I mean, customers, you know, there are customers that come in who remember Mrs. Cash mm-hmm. working there. And we have All a, time. we yeah. have a photograph of a, it, with this great vintage, uh, car. Yeah. I don't know what kind of car it is. And a lot of people notice that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what would you guys like? What drew you to that place? Like, what would you go in there to buy? Cause for me, like I go in there, I, I buy old paintings. That's what I like. And then uh, owls. I have this uh, this this like owl collection, statues and whatever. I mean, I think on. what makes it so great is that you can walk in there without any, you know, you can walk in and you don't have to be looking for anything and you buy tons of stuff because whatever you're looking for, it's there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people like it. <laughs> I think for me, when I was shopping, you know, I have uh, – you know, I've got a couple of collections going. One of them is pictures of bearded men. Go figure. <laughs> Apologize to you people out there. Um, so, like Lady Anna says, I mean, we sell everything, right? From clothes mm-hmm. to art to silver to pottery to ceramics to fine art to antiques to vintage kitchen stuff to Tribal woodworking stuff. stuff. 
African stuff, mm-hmm. art from all over. I mean, if it's not in, it's coming in. And if it's not coming in, it's been in and it'll be coming in again. We but, always tell customers that. Yeah, but we can't. Like, as Lediana said, you cannot. But the weird thing is some customers will say, you know, I needed a new day bed or I needed a new lamp or mm-hmm. something. And they come in and they say, I knew I was going to find that lamp today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're seasonal as well. So at Halloween, there's Halloween stuff. Funny enough, at Christmas, there's Christmas stuff. But now we're getting the summer stuff in. So like patio furniture, rakes, forks, anything to do with garden. Mm-hmm. I'm still worried we forgot somebody at work. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this from now. No, because if it was me, I'd be gutted. Like, why didn't they think of me? But anyway, <laughs> so... I don't think you're forgettable. No, I'm kind of sensitive, right, to that kind of shit. I don't think that people would forget you. Yeah. So, But the thing is as well, what's really, really interesting is it's like a microcosm of America today, you know, because we sell um, really great Persian rugs, you know, and the the people that consign to us are as interested and varied Mm -hmm. as the people that shop there as well. Uh, whether, you know, uh, just in, in, in terms of, you know, there are real character and there are people that go there every day to mm-hmm. shop every day. Mm-hmm. You can set the, your watch by them. Not <laughs> quite, but you could. Yeah. How, how, I thought I knew like how the process worked. Like I know that people bring in the <laughs> items and then you guys put them on sale and then, and then, uh, as the, t- the longer they're in the store, they go down 10% each month. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how does that work exactly? Like what's the, like you said, it's always the same people bringing you stuff or is it always new people or what's the, we have, I mean, we have thousands of consigners. So it's, I mean, we usually say that see the same people like, you know, every couple months, but I mean, there, there are a lot of people who bring a lot of different stuff in. I don't know. The, the, so you have regular consigners. Sometimes we have houses, you know, people are moving mm-hmm. state and they just want to sell everything. Mm-hmm. So you have people that come very regularly once a month. And to have an appointment, there's a two-month waiting list to have an appointment. The, I, I would like to say there's 10 people a day bringing in, say, 50 items a day. That's the turnover of that place. Stuff's coming in and going out equally. Um Consigners, you know, there are general consigners, so consigners can bring in a myriad of things, Mm -hmm. you know, from linens or vintage Victorian stuff. But then we have consigners that tend to just deal with jewelry, high-end jewelry or gold, or, you know, there are people that specialize even um, in in costume jewelry, for example. That's what they tend to deal with. Um, You know, it looks like in the store we take everything, but we don't. The very, very, so if you will, the office is what we call the office where, you, you know. They're it, the it, ones who do the. They organize everything. Yeah, They're yeah. the ones that accept what's coming yeah. in. They log it down and the prices are worked out mm-hmm. um, with the consigner, et cetera. What's something that like people would be surprised to learn about working at one of these places? I've stumped you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, for me. Um, you know, I said I was a nurse before, right? And sometimes I feel that the job is very similar to nursing in as much as it's, it's human contact, right? Yeah. So we have some, uh, is it PC to say elderly? Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I never know in this country where, so we have some people of a great age that come in and, and then we get, much younger people, the next generation, if you will, of customers and shoppers and consigners come in. And for me, 
you know, you get to, if you get to see people regularly and you have a chat. Now, the service can be a little slow sometimes because if it's an item that's $5 or less and it's got a small ticket on it, you have to input everything onto the computer system because you want to make sure that the consigners get in the cut and, uh, and what have you. So you, you got a bit of time to talk and I am known for talking sometimes. Yeah. Like That's to, how this happened. Well, the, yeah. The, the, I mean, the British thing is, is like, you know, you want to know the ins and outs of the cat's ass. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of that saying. I, I hadn't, but I'll use that. <laughs> okay. So, so you get to know. And it's really strange. Sometimes you can be serving somebody or talking to somebody and be aware of something, but you're not. And then they might say they've just been to the hospital, mm-hmm. right? Because the U of M hospital is quite close to Detroit Street. Mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor and they could be undergoing treatment or maybe you know somebody's passed away mm-hmm. you know no word of a lie three months ago we had a lady in labor at our registers so she was walking around no shopping kidding. honestly before she was gonna go and have a baby yeah. we've had a young couple in that you know we're getting married where yeah. Tom and I got married yeah, she really came in her wedding clothes yeah like right in the morning like in the morning because she was oh she was really nicely dressed yeah. And they came in just before they got married. Yeah. So, so this wait, wait a minute though. This woman was literally in labor, and she's like, she "We got to stop the treasure mark." And I kept saying, "Look, you're all right. I've done nursing. <laughs> I worked in midwifery for a little bit. You know, we just kept shouting like, you know, hot water and get me some towels. And it was like call the midwife, but American style. <laughs> did she? Did she have the kid in? No, the, she seemed uh, to know. You know, what's really funny is, you know, labor. It, it, it's a natural process, right? <laughs> she knew her body. I think it was her second or third. Wow. And I think she knew that." That she, I mean, they worked she, half she knew how it worked. Yeah, but she wanted the baby to come. She'd had enough already, and she was having contractions. Um, they weren't Braxton Hicks, which are the preparation ones. I mean, she was yeah. in labor, but she just seemed to sense. So she was there. I mean, they didn't hang around. I was going to say, did yeah. she buy anything? Or they did. They were at the register. <laughs> really? I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I, I can't, to be honest with you, I was so excited. We were going to have our first birth there in the. Yeah. I was say, we could have moved her into the window and stuff. We could have, you know, <laughs> yeah. put the screens around. It would have been uh, a fine moment. But so I was more. I can't remember what she bought. Oh, okay. Uh, so um, going down my list of questions here, I got to say, I, I first heard about Treasure Mark from my mother, who still goes there. She's the type of like she'll bring her friends there. She's like that's, that's usually the, what happens. Yeah. That's the main, uh, you know, the main sort of hub for her in terms of right. consignment stores. Yeah. Um, there's other ones, but we won't mention them because they're your competition. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it, it, trust me. I mean, if you go to the Treasure Mart, you're spoiled everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Antique Furs, and I love Antique Furs myself, and I love going to antique shops. But the the novelty, the, the, the thing about tre- Treasure Mart, it's one on its own. And we're not paid yeah. to say this, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, I you know, I. I just say it as I see. Really. I agree. Well, I, I really I, that that place is so well run, like you said. The, and I, it's interesting to, to hear. You know, there's way fewer people than than I thought. That, I mean, you named probably what like ten, fifteen people, maybe not including the porters. You know, yeah. uh, that that run that place. And like you said, it's it's got to be a good team, and that actually makes a lot of sense. There's this smaller group of people that just run that place because it's. You ha- like you said, there's stuff coming in and coming out all the time. Yes. And every time I'm in there, it's so well organized. And like I'll go in and there'll be this couch there and I'll be like, maybe I'll buy that couch. And I'm like, eh, I should hold off on it for now. And then I'll come back and it'll already be gone. And then it'll be it'll be like it was never there, but it's completely organized in a different way. And it's yeah. and it, it's so 
pretty, you know, it's so, <laughs> it's so well organized. So yeah. to be able to, to do that constantly on the fly and be, and I mean, that's a lot of that stuff is not easy to move too. There's a lot of furniture and then there's a lot of breakable stuff and, and just, just maintaining we have broken that. Things. We have broken <laughs> things. What's yeah. the most, like, I don't know if this is like, what's the most, uh, like valuable item that's come through there that you guys know of that you like maybe the person didn't know really what they had or that that got sold there well i mean i don't know if everybody watches the antiques roadshow i certainly watched it as a kid in england and you know i go to antique fairs and it's kind of within the family the antiques and my granddad had a stall on in, in liverpool on the market selling stuff and i would say most people are informed about what they have now that the, the there's two sides to this coin one is if aunt millie gave you a tea set or gave you china that you love because aunt millie loved it you could bring it to the treasure mart and we would know or the guys in the office would know whether it's selling or not whether there's a market for it so sometimes there's a perceived value that's higher but but the the, the situation is if something comes in now in in the back office so it seems like there are general, um, the guys in the office generally, um, you know, price things up. But Madhu does the silver, right? So we know the price of good mm-hmm. silver cutlery knives and fork sets. And then there's jewelry. And then Iris, um, she was it, a jeweler for she's a jeweler years. and, and, and also, knows a lot about art. So there's a lot of conversation goes on with the consigner. And if something comes in, and you get a feeling about certain stuff. You do some research. So there's a lot of research available online. So things won't go out, um, necess- won't immediately go out just because it's got to go out on the store. If, if, if it's something that, where there's research required, then they do, and they work together as a team. Mm-hmm. So the one time I remember somebody bringing something in that they didn't know, you know, what they had. I remember it was a story. I wasn't there, but, um, Somebody brought in a diamond ring and she didn't know it was, it was a real ring. So they sold it for like, what, like, you know, $20 or something like that. And so someone bought it and were like, they were like, I think this is real. And they took it to like an, a, you know, a jewelry shop and they told them it was real. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's now the we only have one a, di- yeah, but, but they have a diamond test in our yeah. thing. I think probably because of that incident. <laughs> I was going to say, could have just taken it over the window. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was working in the back office and interestingly, this guy brought a book in and it was portraits of Johns Hopkins medical staff, if you can imagine. Hmm. And I just thought, oh, this is an interesting vintage. I think it was 1923. And I'm so ashamed of my lack of retentive memory, but it was by a famous female photographer. And I did the research on that and I found that bookshops were selling that for over, uh, I think, 1,300. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't put that price on it because our stuff is price to sell. You mm-hmm. know, you want a good deal for the consigner and you want a, if you will, a good deal for the, you, you know, shopper because, because you want good turnover, good flow. Right. Right. And I tell you what I would say as well is, you know, you say you see something or a picture or something like that and, you know, you might get it. I should buy it. We always say to customers, if you love it, you should buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do that. Yeah. I, I've done that Immediately yeah. you should yeah. buy it. Um, That's why I don't have any wall space left in my apartment. Right. Yeah, neither completely do I. full. So yeah. it's full of treasure mart stuff. What determines? And I mean, uh, we're we gotta, we're going to be wrapping up here in a little bit, but I do want to ask, like, uh-huh. what the? Deter- I've got a couple <laughs> questions left. Um, 
<laughs> what determines uh, like the market, like what's selling and what doesn't? How do you guys de- determine that? And I know it's not well, you guys making those calls. No, what? No, no. I mean, the, the customers will tell you. Yeah, what they're. But I tell for. you, what's hugely in is mid-century. Mid-century. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like mid-century furniture, coffee tables, lamps. Yeah. You got mid-century Pyrex dishes. They sell the same day, no matter how expensive. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, and you know, this mid-century furniture. If you went over to California or yeah. somewhere else, these are thousands. So a good chair. If we got an Eames chair mm-hmm. in, or you got, you know, um, is it stickly furniture? I'm learning quite a bit about oh, antiques yeah. and jewelry. We get to learn from customers I've and consumers. Yeah. There, yeah. So, so mid-century is the hot thing mm-hmm. at the moment. I've got a, one of my good friends has a, a storage unit full of 1950s furniture and items wow. that whenever he when he gets his own place, he's gonna just be it's gonna look like wow. 1950s. Awesome. So I'll have to tell him to uh, to head down there. Sure, um, I know he knows about. It. I don't know if he. I mean, I'm sure he got some of it at Treasure Mart, but uh, I'll let him know that it's hot right now. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, I mentioned we're, uh, we're approaching the top of the hour here. Uh, is there anything you guys want to promote or anything? What do you got coming up in the future? Anything Treasure Mart has coming up? Like you said, summer's rolling around, so more patio furniture and things like that. Um, well, next year is going to be a 60th. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. the, sorry, excuse me, an anniversary, right? Yep. It's our 60th, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's going to – there's going to be some kind of celebratory – Mm-hmm. Um, thing happening. I mean, I can't believe the time's gone so quickly. I thought it would we, be more comedic, right? I thought I'd be. I thought I'd be. No, I know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. We're but funnier I just than this, and we didn't get to. Because <laughs> I noticed one of the questions you sent me was, "What What do you hope to get out of like after Treasure Mart?" And Lediana and I want our own TV show. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, of course, on PBS, where we travel around America and go and find vintage <laughs> stuff. I could see that. She's the... younger. I, I'm the old fart. We it pitched was... this to customers, and they all thought it was a cool idea. Cool idea. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Did you ever see it was it the two fat ladies in England? So <laughs> in England on Channel 4, you know, they they were chefs, and they became an instant. We, we are we we work well together. We we do quite a bit of decorating together, and my you know lines and my old codger kind of ways, <laughs> and her youthful works really well. Her youthful uh, I, I was going to say interference. Is that yeah? What I think she's yes. a dog lover, by the way. I love oh dogs. I'm just allergic to them. Yeah. So she's a major dog lover. We did a dog window we just did a recently. Dog window. <laughs> it was so annoying. <laughs> Well, we do the window together sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody, I mean, you know, everybody decorates <laughs> and stuff. Decoration is really important to me. Yeah, that front window there, I know, mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's one last question. It's absolutely, it's completely non sequitur, but I, I okay. can't believe I didn't think to ask it. Your beard, man. How long have you been <laughs> growing it, and when did you braid it, and, like, what's the story with that? Well, I'm going for, like, the gay Midwestern Duck Dynasty look, you know what I mean? <laughs> And it's really funny when I'm in my car and, you know, you see people and they're always nodding at me, giving me, hey, and, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and that's cool. And I'm not doing it to be cheeky or anything. I always had corporate jobs in England. So I was a nurse, but I always worked within 
corporate industry supplying nurses and um, looking after people within the insurance industry. So when I came to America, I'm like, yay, I'm free. I'm just going to grow my beard. And it actually, you, you can tell I have no hair or very little <laughs> hair on my head. But interestingly, it grows from my chops pretty well. <laughs> so it just grew and I trim it quite regularly and then for work I braid it. So, oh, okay. Yes. You definitely look like Duck Dynasty until you open your mouth. Gay, gay British <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder if they'll have us on the show. <laughs> we could go and see them. Right. Or maybe we should start a podcast. I wanted to start a podcast, me and her, because I'd never really heard <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, you could talk about antiques. <laughs> talk to Dave. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, um, Two peas in a podcast is what I was going to call oh, yeah, it. Right? That's brilliant. I, I don't did think that's been up? taken yet either. So no, no, it did. Here. No, somebody did a show on it about relationships. Do you want to say something, Kate? Do you ever say anything? Oh yeah, she chimes in. From Hello, time to time. <laughs> Hi. okay, hey. Oh, we do actually have a show here that's two peas in a pod. Oh, you do? It's Damn been it. stolen. I'm sorry. Oh no! Uh, I call this place. It means the it's a good pod. idea. Yeah, she calls it the pea pod. It's green everywhere. Well, it's we'll pod. we'll think of something else, but maybe Duck Dynasty. So if Duck Dynasty, I think um, the sub should be something on like, is it Homes and Gardens TV, HGTV, <laughs> yeah, right? Something like that. We're I huge like fans. I saw them first time around. You know, um, Queer Eye. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, Lediana yeah. and I are like the princess, gay, older guy. You know, basically any, I do the weather on Channel 7, Detroit, or whatever. Why am I going on about that? I, <laughs> I think I'm selling it a little too harshly. Yeah. Oh, but I, I tell you what I really would love is that guy who does Antiques Roadshow here in America. I feel I should have his job. Yeah, you guys. Like uh, a spinoff show from it, you know? Well, you both have a look. So it could definitely it well, could work. Well, she's the beauty, right? <laughs> no, it's beauty true. Beauty and the duck. Beauty and the, the beauty bees. and the beard. Yeah. Beauty and the beard. Beauty and the beauty beard. And the oh man, beard. that's a lot. Screw of two peas in a pod. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it right there. Uh, so yeah, I would love something magical like to happen because life's just an adventure, right? So. Like I said, we're ready to pitch as many shows as those <laughs> producers and. Can handle. Can handle, really. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to it. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out for them. Um, and we wouldn't forget you, by the way, because oh, we'd say this is where it all started. Uh, well, that, we got it on record. It's going to be yeah. on the internet forever. So as long as there's an internet, we'll, uh, we'll have the record. But I suppose everybody says that every week, don't they? Uh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> I usually say oh, it. Oh, you but, do as well. Okay. Um, sorry. But, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm going to go through my list one more time here, make sure I didn't miss anything. Yes. The future. Yeah. So, um, Cool. Thanks so much for coming in. This has Thank been great. Thank you for and, having us. And like yeah. I said, it went by faster than you thought it was yeah. going. It right? did. So. And if anybody wants to come down to Treasure Map, we'll be Please more than do. happy to look after you. Yes. Anthony, Lediana, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alex and Kate. Um, so, yeah, I will be back next week. I'm going to do something I have never done before. I'm going to have an old friend of mine on uh, that I haven't seen in almost a decade. And we're going to have our How Have You Been catch-up conversation on the air. So... That's going to be uh we'll see how that goes. That could either that could either go really good or really bad. We'll we'll see how it goes. But uh his name's Rob Masters and he'll be on next week. I will see everybody then. This has been American Winer on podcastdetroit.com.